Hello, everyone. This is Greg Ferris, and you are listening to the Myobrain podcast. Have another short episode for you here today. The topic of discussion will be individual versus group programming, kind of the pros and cons of each of them, and helping you make a decision if maybe if you're on the fence of which one is best for you based upon your personalities and your goals. Um, one other thing before we jump into it, you can always find our links for our nutrition coaching and exercise programming coaching in the description of this podcast. It is myobrain.co for all of our nutrition information and myobrain.com if you're more interested in the training exercise front of things. All right, guys, so let's jump into it. The podcast today is really sparked by a lot of inquiries I get from people that um, do CrossFit or Orange Theory or maybe train at a regular just commercial gym and they just I get a lot of questions from both sides on you know what are the benefits of, of group what are the benefits of individual kind of what did you like and dislike about each of them so I, I've done almost like 50 50 of group and individual training I essentially played sports uh, growing up and up until I was like 20 ish years old um, so that's obviously mostly in a group and then I did bodybuilding and powerlifting combined for about four four or five years. I had crossed it for three years, and now I'm kind of back to more bodybuilding, but just recreational, not necessarily so competitive. So again, I've, I've done a good amount of each of them, so I think I'm fairly qualified, along with just working with a lot of individuals who have done both their own thing and group, okay? So I'm going to start off with group, um, both the benefits and then also the drawbacks, and also go into individual. And I'm trying to generalize this as much as possible. There are obviously going to be differences between different types of group exercise, like CrossFit and Orange Theory and Boot Camp and Cycle Bar. Those are massively different as far as the benefits and pros of them. But just overall, I'm going to discuss kind of what I think the, the best parts of group exercise in general is versus individual and then kind of helping you you know make a decision on based upon where you are right now what may be best for you make more sense for you all right i picked three pros and cons essentially for each one so it doesn't get terribly lengthy so for group the benefits i had um not in any particular order but the first one is accountability slash motivation this is by far the most common thing I hear from people that join into group is that they weren't doing anything before. They have a hard time kind of showing up to the gym. They're not very motivated. And when they're in a group environment, they it's you know the workout is at five o'clock. They show up at 450. The warm-up is built for them. The workout is for them. They just show up and do it and they have fun. Um, so again, if, if that's a big motivator for people is they want to be held accountable by maybe a coach and or a group of peers and the motivation to maybe go and do that themselves is kind of low, regardless of the type of group, that is a huge benefit for a lot of people. The class starts at this time. Maybe people are expecting you to be there. It helps you nudge into the right direction if you're kind of on the fence of doing it or not. All right. The second benefit I had for group, and this would also be assuming you're in a good location. So I'm kind of assuming the best possible scenario for group, and that would be hands-on instruction, right? If you're doing something like CrossFit, doing something like uh, Orange Theory or a boot camp, if the trainer is knowledgeable and you're doing something incorrectly 
and the client to coach ratio isn't super high, meaning you don't have 30 people instructed by one coach and it turns into more you know, supervision as opposed to coaching. If the ratio is good and they're knowledgeable, then if you're doing something incorrectly, they probably can fix it fairly quickly. So that's a big plus there. If you're doing squats and you're coming onto your toes, or if you're doing deadlifts and your back is rounding or, or whatever the issue may be, you may be unaware of it when you're actually doing it. The coach can really fix that quickly. And that's not going to be a benefit you're going to have if you're just training by yourself. So that hands-on instruction for new movements for your technique is really, really beneficial. Again, assuming what I mentioned is kind of in place. Then the third thing would be that the workout is selected for you. So there's no thought process for the individual. There's no, should I back squat or should I front squat? There's no, should I do cardio today or not? It's just they show up, that workout is that workout, and they do it. So again, for people that may just want to benefit more of the motivation, accountability, they don't care what they're doing for exercise, they just know they need to be in the gym sometime, that can be a really good push for them where it takes the thinking out of it. Uh, they don't have to research on the weekends kind of what program they should be doing. They show up and they get after it. All right. So those are the three big benefits, uh, accountability slash motivation, uh, hands-on instruction, and also the workout is selected for you. The drawbacks I now have, uh, three of them as well. So the first one is it's by nature, it's not specific, right? So like I said, the workout is what the workout is. And maybe you want to work on your chest that day or your glutes that day. But if the workout says it's an hour of cardio, you're doing an hour of cardio, right? So there's obviously a lot more um, drawbacks you could dig into from the non-specificity of group training. But again, that's just a overall a, a huge drawback of that your results all things are equal are not going to be as good when it's just not as specific to your goals. Um so yeah, that's just the, the, the big drawback with specificity. The second thing would be it's not very adaptable uh, along the same ways of that the workout is the workout. So the difference I'm kind of making here between it being specific and it being adaptable is that specific means that, like I said, you want to work on your leg strength and you're just doing running and double unders the entire day. That's the specificity part. But the adaptable part is say something like your shoulder hurts. And if your shoulder hurt and you were doing an individual program and it was supposed to be chin-ups and overhead press, you would just not do them more than likely. But if that's what the movements are for the day, you essentially like have to do them or do a variation of them. And also just the common vibe you get in a group is that you want to be doing the same thing as everybody else. So even if the instructor tells you to, oh, it's okay to not do that, let's um, do tricep pushdowns instead, it, it takes almost the benefit away of what everybody else is doing A and I'm doing B, why am I even doing a group, right? So the option can be there, again, assuming that you're having a knowledgeable instructor and not just telling you to snatch even though your back hurts or whatever that day. But again, it, it kind of flies in the face of the whole idea of trying to do the same thing as other people and the community aspect of it. Um, the other part of being adaptable is kind of your motivations for that day. You know, sometimes you go to the gym and you're like, man, I really just like I'm here and I want to move, but like I don't want to go hard. But if the group is doing like high intensity intervals, 
like you're going to do them. Maybe you're going to do them high intensity or maybe you're going to do them kind of half ass, but like that's what you're going to do. You're probably not going to, if everybody else is doing assault bike sprints, you're probably not going to do a 15 minute casual pace on the assault bike right next to them and just like kind of talk to them, right? You're probably going to do it and maybe it's good, maybe it's not, right? It kind of, um, that's also part of the pro of it with the accountability and motivation. If you walk into the gym and you are, feeling like wishy-washy but you kind of want to be motivated then having the group there having the workout for you is like bam just pull the trigger and you actually do it and you feel good but if you actually feel like you need to rest and you show up to whatever environment and it's a high intensity workout you really can't rest so you'll it almost puts you in the position of like do you show up to the gym if you don't feel good or not, because you know, you can look and say, well, the workout at boot camp today is, you know, I've done this before. It's a whole bunch of burpees. It's going to be hard. Right. So that's what I mean by adaptable is that sometimes with, with injuries, pain, and also motivation, it doesn't really fit with your overall needs, um, along with the specificity, which can just be, if you are feeling fine, you may not be doing the movements that are conducive to your actual goals. And then the third thing I have down I don't know if a lot of people pay attention to this, but just working with a lot of people that do, I do nutrition coaching for a lot of people that do a group uh, training um, is dependency. And I see this a lot where people, maybe they used to train more individually and then they, they went into a group environment for a couple of months or a couple of years and now they can't work out alone. They've just been so accustomed to, I need a trainer to tell me what to do. I need my, my people around me. I need to be told what time to show up. And if I don't have that structure, I kind of fall apart. And that could be a big deal for some people and not others. You know, if you have a significant life change and you know you have to maybe move across the country or you have like a child or your your work schedule changes and you you have to change from I no longer can make the class, uh, the five or six o'clock class and I have to do my own thing at seven o'clock at night and you spent the last five years relying on the group environment, that really can bite you in the ass and make it difficult to do your own thing. Again, if your life circumstances changes, you need to do that. So I'm not really sure how you can go about negating that if you are doing group um, things individual, or sorry, group um, training uh, only. But it is something that I see quite a bit with clients is that there becomes a dependency on uh, that group environment that may have not been there before. Uh, obviously, there's somewhat of a selection bias there that if you're someone that likes group because you're not very motivated and need some accountability, if that group goes away, that would make sense. You're having a hard time struggling. But I've also seen people that, like I said, were doing fine individually, went to group, and then now have a hard time transitioning out of those things. So that's another potential drawback is any group environment you're in, if you become too reliable, um, if you become too dependent upon that, um, if your life changes, it could be a pretty tough transition when you like don't have the option to drive to the gym. You have to just do something in your garage. Uh, you just need to get it done, right? And that can be a difficult thing for some people. All right, let's jump into um, individual now. They'll kind of wrap up um, at the very end. So the benefits I have for individual, again, no particular order. So number one is that the training is obviously specific or should be to your goals. 
Like I mentioned, if your goal is to get strong legs and lose weight, you can do an exact program to lose weight and get strong legs. Uh, you don't have to spend two days a week doing bench press if you don't care about your bench press, right? So it's gonna be a lot better results overall, assuming all things are equal, individual to, to group program, because it's gonna be things you actually wanna be doing. Um, it does take some homework on your end, whether it's a, a personal, an, uh, in-person personal trainer or an online trainer or just doing some research on like a, a program. Um, there are obviously thousands of options out there for you for most goals. If your goals are like to work your abs or to get a big bench press or whatever, it's not hard to find them. It's, it's kind of hard to decipher of which ones are crap and which ones are legit. But that's kind of the same thing with choosing an in-person group. Uh, training like some boot camps are crap some are good some crossfit gyms are shit some are fine right so it's not really any different than picking your your picking your workout to do individually and perking that picking the location you want to do your workout at um are, aren't too different either way if you're doing group or individual you need to do your homework on how good the the program and instruction all those things really are okay that's the biggest benefit it's just going to be a lot more specific to your goals okay you're not going to feel like you're wasting your time of being like my goal is to you know get a nice butt why am i doing dumbbell curls all the time sort of a thing right um the second thing is it's going to be a lot more flexible schedule. And this kind of depends upon the location of your group training, but most of them have a very rigid schedule, meaning there's like, you know, there's a five o'clock class and a six o'clock class. And if your if your schedule and your life based upon work and kids and other responsibilities, you know, some days you get off at 530 and you make that six o'clock and some days you get off at 615 and there's not a later class for you then that becomes a big struggle versus if you're training more individually, whether that's at a commercial gym or a home gym or wherever else you want to do it at, most of them are just open like almost all day long. So if you need to go get a workout in at 10 a.m. or you need to go get a workout in at lunch or whatever, you can do that or you're running late after work. You kind of always can find a time to get that, that, that schedule done. Um, this also works a lot, say if you have the normal time to work out, but uh, maybe the, the window is shorter, meaning you always work out at lunch, but you know you have to drive really far um, someday for a meeting and you normally work out from 12 to one, but now you're like, I need to be like, be done by 1230 today. If you're doing a class, you're probably not gonna like just dip out at from 12 to 1230 versus if you're doing an individual, you can be like, okay, well, I'm just gonna do like my main lifts today and then 10 minutes of cardio, I'm not gonna do my accessories and just get out in 30 minutes, right? So that flexibility of time um, is a variable you have when you're training more individually, okay? And the third thing would be that it actually is adaptable, which is you know, a big drawback of group. Meaning if you feel um, really good that day, you can do more sets or whatever you want to. Or if you're feeling like crap that day, you can take it easy and just do some, some nice and easy cardio. Um, if you wanna like try a new movement that you saw, you know, your friends like, hey, I really, but this exercise really works for my glutes and hamstrings. You can just try it that day. There's a lot more uh, adaptability to your program versus uh, not as much just reliance on, on whatever the group is doing. And again, some people will like that adaptability if they want to um, experiment more in the gym. Other people don't care. They're like, I just want to be told what to do, right? Which kind of goes into the last point with um, 
personal preference on group versus individual, okay? Then the three drawbacks now of individual. The first one is just the lack of accountability and you really have to be a self-starter, right? So it's obviously a big pro for a group and it's a, it's a con for uh, individual. If you're someone that historically cannot get to the gym, um, there's probably no bigger issues than, than maybe uh, just picking individual versus group, right? But you may not be best suited for just purchasing a, a, you know, a eight week program online and hoping you can show up and do it right um, you may need to invest in a personal trainer or an online trainer to keep you accountable or that could maybe uh, be a person that tilts the scale and wants to go do group because the drawbacks of group being not very specific not very adaptable don't matter if you don't even show up to the gym right you have to show up and do something um, that's going to be better than than doing nothing right so that's the biggest drawback is you have to really either right now or learn over time to be a self-starter um, if you're going to be doing individual training, okay? Then the second thing would be um, you have to make your own workout. So what I mean by this is, again, if you show up at two o'clock at a gym, you're like, okay, well, I'm here. Now what do I do? Um, so that takes some research on your part. Obviously, it's a pro that if you care enough to have specific goals, like your glutes or your chest or weight loss or abs, then you can design or you can purchase a program that fits those particular goals, but it does take more work and more thought. You can't just show up to the gym and, and uh, I guess you could just do whatever you wanted, but I would definitely recommend people have an actual goal and their program to, to, to move towards that goal, but it does take more work. You're not just going to show up. It's not going to be there for you. So I would, I would argue that there's a higher uh, peak to that, meaning that you can get a better bang for your buck if you do um, the right things. But there's also a bigger valley to that, meaning that if you have no structure whatsoever, you also can waste your time a lot in the gym if you're just doing you know, redundant movements over and over. So you have to pick your workout, and that's just a drawback for some people um, with the individual process. And then the third thing would be technique and instruction. So this is can be an issue for you know even experienced lifters if they're doing a whole bunch of like ego lifting if you don't have like a again let's assume you don't have an online coach or a in-person coach if no one is there to tell you that like your squat depth is really high or you're rounding your back on a romanian deadlift then you could just be doing a poor movement for like years and years and years and and never know it right um so there's some i wouldn't say it's ego lifting sometimes it's ego lifting for people but also time it's just an unawareness of, of how you're moving. And then for beginners as well, it can be a drawback in that, you know, you, you may never have been taught like some basic fundamentals on like how to squat, how to hinge, how to put your shoulders in a good position to press. And you can, you can find that stuff out online. Like, I mean, I was pretty much self-taught most of my like technique, but obviously I'm into fitness. Um, so again, it's kind of like the same idea of your workout. It, it takes more effort on your part, whether it's investing in an online or in-person coach or to just record some of your um, your sets and be like, okay, how am I moving? And then maybe you know a few people that you follow online and you kind of see what their technique is. You obviously can YouTube about any video tutorial of exercises and just be okay do i look like this person and am i having pain in weird areas right so it just takes more effort again like the same idea with making your own workout all right so again to 
briefly recap here, we have group benefits as accountability, hands-on instruction, workout is selected. Individual benefits are specific training, a more flexible schedule, and adaptable. The drawbacks of group would be it's not specific, it's not very adaptable, and can lead to dependency. And then the drawbacks of individual is that little to no accountability from a group, unless you maybe have like a friend or something you work out with. Um, you have to make your own workout. And then finally, technique instruction really isn't there, again, unless you're also hiring a trainer. So with all those things in mind, again, I'm, I'm pretty agnostic when it comes to, to most types of exercise, at least for the general population. Obviously, if someone comes to me and says, hey, I want to bench 315, I wouldn't recommend going to Orange Theory, right? But if you, depending upon your goals and your preferences and your lifestyle, that's really where I think you can select um, if individual training is better for you or if group is better. And I'll just kind of throw out a few things which I think are, are the biggest separators for people. Um, the first one is the specificity of your goals. If you have specific goals, it's just going to be flat out better to do individual programming. So again, if, if someone has the goal of I want to get really good at squat, bench, and deadlifting, then you should be on a program that is designed to get better at those things. Or if your goal is, like I said, to have good looking legs and lose weight, you should be on a program that is very, very selected to those things. It's hard to make an argument that a group program would be best for losing weight and also getting strong in the three power lifts, right? You really can't have both of those things. Um, some group programs are obviously very biased towards cardio or strength or whatever, but you really can't have best of both worlds with, with those things, right? So if your main priority is getting the results in like A, B, C things, it really is tough to steer someone to a group environment because that's just going to be hard to find um, those things. Unless your goal is to like get good at CrossFit, then obviously you do CrossFit or something like that. Or if your goal is to run a marathon, then then that's it, right? But if you have more goals that are physique oriented um, or body composition oriented, your program should really be reflective of that if that's the main priority, okay? The second thing I would think about, and I touched upon this a little bit, is um, your uh, a realistic assessment of your motivations and ability to keep yourself accountable. And this is probably actually more important than the first thing. They're just kind of coming to my head in different orders. But again, if you don't show up to the gym, I don't care if you got an individual program from the best trainer in the world. It's not going to matter if you don't even do it, right? So if you're someone who is historically for whatever reason, just has a hard time going about it yourself and you've dibble and dabble with some group uh, training, then maybe group, whatever the, the type, whatever, just pick whatever you want to do at that point, essentially, whatever makes you happy and you enjoy doing um, is probably the best move for you, right? Because that person, I would say the tipping point for them is not how can I maximize my results? The tipping point for them is how can I consistently work out? If that is a tipping point for you and it's not and, and it's just not been working for you individually, 
then group can be a really good transition to, to make that happen. You're also, you know, obviously you're going to be sacrificing probably some results in the back end, but if you're not going to the gym, your results are zero. So who cares if you do a group and your results are 70% of what it could have been in the individual thing, right? So that's the second thing I think about is how serious are your goals? You know, how serious, how specific, uh, specific are your goals? Um, what is your, is there a weakness with your accountability or motivation historically? Um, maybe like as a part of that, I would just say personal preference, right? If you don't have incredibly specific goals and your personal preference is to train a group and it's just more fun for you as opposed to individual, then again, have at it. You just, you don't get to have your cake and eat it too. Meaning if your priorities are to, um, have a lot of fun in a group. I need the accountability, but I'm frustrated that I haven't seen results in the past six months that my focus was to get a, a better back squat and it hasn't really happened. Th that would make sense because maybe the, what you're doing, your program has nothing to do with getting better at back squats, right? So there's just always going to be that trade-off there with, it has to be almost ranking these things or is my number one goal to get the max results or my number one goal to have fun and to make sure I can actually show up to the gym. Right. Um, then the fourth thing I would also think about is just your schedule. Right. And this is highly dependent upon the type of group training you do. And the schedule component could also be a factor of, um, which group you select. If you do fall into that idea of don't have specific goals, need that accountability. Um, if you're someone like I don't have children, but I can imagine if you have children and you always pick them up at three o'clock and then like on Wednesdays they have soccer. So you have to pick them up at seven. You normally work out at seven sort of a thing. It can just kind of be a hassle to always try to make like a 6 p.m. class every single day. Right. And if maybe the other parts of the day don't work for you. Right. So. If you're someone that doesn't have a super consistent schedule, like I mentioned upon work, upon children, upon whatever responsibilities else, if you have other hobbies besides working out, I'm not sure what those could possibly be. Um, but if that's the case, then probably individuals also can be better suited for you. Again, assuming that thing trumps the accountability and your preference, uh, because again, you can show up, I can show up to my gym at 11 o'clock at night and get a lift in if I really needed to, or I could show up at my gym at four o'clock in the morning and work out for 20 minutes if I wanted to, right? So that may be a factor as well of people that don't have um, very uh, uh, consistent um, schedules day to day based upon whatever factors. So again, that's the conclusion of this podcast. This was not a short podcast. I definitely underestimated uh, the ability to do this succinctly. But hopefully this was a, a nice uh, touching point for people. I've, got, I've gotten a request from a lot of my clients to discuss this. I kind of touched upon this when I mentioned the value. I kind of broke down like the financial value of group versus individual and like types of group training like yoga versus um yoga versus CrossFit versus commercial gym, et cetera. I'm not sure what that episode that is, but you can go back and find it. I don't have that many episodes right now. And I think that's pretty much it. So again, my overall summary is here is that um, I obviously don't mainly care what people do for exercise. The, the, the most important thing is that you're doing something consistently, consistently, you're doing something safely and you're doing something you enjoy, right? And then if you have those three things in mind, and then you kind of discuss what I was talking about of what's most important to you. Is it 
Is it personal specific progress? Is it, I just need some accountability? Is that I need something flexible with my schedule? Then let those things dictate um, kind of what you're choosing, both in the individual and group side of things, but then also what type of group you wanted to do. Because again, there's a huge difference between doing CrossFit and doing uh, Cycle Bar, right? Uh, so again, not one is, I wouldn't say one is better than the other universally, of course, but they are better or worse depending upon what your overall goals and what your limitations are. And it just takes some reflection. It takes some reflection, maybe some experimentation uh, of doing each of them, of what you think suits your lifestyle and your goals the best. Uh, again, at, at, at points in my life, um, doing sports like bodybuilding and um, powerlifting, it obviously made sense to do a very specific program that fit those those needs to that. Um, I transitioned into CrossFit. I did a mixture of group and also um, like my own thing essentially, but I was also in a unique spot where I was trying to like compete in the sport, but also not like at a high level. So I would do some group stuff just for fun. That would do some individual stuff to like get specific on my goals, um, which also can be a part of your process. You know, I'm kind of speaking about this in a binary sense. You have to do individual versus group. There is a way to kind of do both of them, but normally when people do that, a lot of times it mashes into each other. You know, like they individually did squats at a gym on Monday and they come into their CrossFit gym and there's also squats on Tuesday. So it's it's it takes a lot of effort to be damn honest with people of trying to merge group programming with your own individual programming of goals without an actual coach. Um, but anyway, I did the personal, I did like the individual thing. I did a, a mixture of group thing. Um, kind of just, again, really I transitioned out of that because I'd had different goals. My goals were no longer to be good at CrossFit. I wanted to just look good and feel good. So I transitioned back to individual where, um, now I have a program that's centered around like getting stronger, building muscle, um, weight loss or weight gain, depending upon a time of the year, I do exactly what I want to do. And for the exact amount of time that I want to do it, um, and I leave whenever I want to sort of a thing. So again, there's just different preferences at times of my life. I thought group was better for me at times. I think individual is better for me and it may flip flop back and forth. Right? So yeah, hopefully this conversation was helpful to some people. Uh, if you have any other questions, you always can shoot me a message on Instagram. We are uh, MyoBrain on Instagram. And also you can email me anytime. I am MyoBrainCoaching at gmail.com. I appreciate you if you listened this far into the podcast. And that's it. Thanks, guys.